Welcome to Dairy Stream, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations that fight for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. Dairy Stream focuses on issues affecting the dairy community and our customers. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Austin. Well, welcome to this edition of Dairy Stream. Great to be spending some time with you today. A couple of outstanding guests on a very important topic. Yes, today on Dairy Stream, we're going to dissect a first-of-its-kind framework that outlines a project-based approach for farmers, other businesses, as well as conservation professionals and organizations within a milk shed region to collectively address the challenges that many of you do face. The framework, which did earn a National Sustainability Award, was authored by Farmers for Sustainable Food, the Wisconsin chapter of the Natural Conservancy, and Houston Engineering Incorporated. And we really are pleased today to have two people that really know about this project and are kind of experts in the field as they're the people behind the framework and the related pilot project. They're Lauren Bry. She's the Managing Director of Farmers for Sustainable Food, and Doug Thomas, Senior Project Manager at Houston Engineering. And Lauren, I want to start off the conversation with you. I think so many farmers and others these days are interested in sustainability, but it's really not easy to create a meaningful project. Can you start off the conversation by telling us about the framework and how it really can help someone? Sure. The framework is all about making a sustainability project easy. It's really a handbook to help farmers determine what conservation practices are most useful for their individual farms, document environmental and financial effects, and also showcase the value of sustainability to other farmers, their customers, our agricultural supply chain, communities, and regulators. So the framework really gives us a tool to prove to ourselves, our neighbors, and those who buy ag products that there's value in being innovative on our farms and in the field. And it was designed to be flexible. So we're going to talk a little bit about the project we did with it, but the whole point of it is others can take this framework and replicate their own sort of projects wherever they are. And many farmers and partners around the country are eager to shape meaningful sustainability efforts. So this framework can provide structure, and we want to see others take advantage of the work that we been doing. Now, Lauren, what really is the timeline of a typical project? Well, because the focus is on documenting continuous improvement, projects can take place over multiple years. Data from more than one year is really needed to show trends and to get an accurate picture of progress, which I'm sure all farmers understand. But our project that we're going to talk about will take place for at least three years, so gathering data from three consecutive years. But if you're interested in doing your own project, it's important to remember that it takes some time prior to actually launching your project and collecting data to develop your plan. So with the framework, the timeline should be shorter for any new projects compared to what we went through. But that's, again, why we made the framework for others to take advantage of and they don't have to reinvent the wheel. And really, exact timelines will depend on the goals of the project partners, but ideally, it will be several years of commitment for data collection. You're listening to the voice of Lauren Bry. She is the Managing Director of Farmers for Sustainable Food. Also with us is Doug Thomas, Senior Project Manager at Houston Engineering. And Doug, from your perspective, I mean, what should be the focus areas and how do farmers and their partners determine this? Thanks, Mike. As Lauren indicated, the framework uh, is really built on three kind of legs of a three-legged stool. There's the on-farm sustainability, uh, the things that are directly related to the 
farming operation, uh, local environment resources. I like to think of those sometimes as the lakes, rivers, and streams that our water runs to, and then kind of the financial or profitability aspect of the farms. So really those focus areas, as they are developed, really depend on the farmers themselves, kind of the area that they're in, uh, and the landscape and what those local resources are. And even it kind of goes to the processor level, the the dairy processor. And I'm going to use an example of the Lafayette Ag Sustainability uh, Alliance. Uh, They have a pilot project that are going. And we work closely with the board to identify that, in their case, soil erosion and water quality were the two big resource concerns that they had due to their hilly landscape and a lot of streams, some of those being designated trout streams. We had a second conversation and discussion with the local dairy processor who really identified that greenhouse gas emissions, uh, energy use, and soil carbon were important to them because of their sustainability goals that as a company they've adopted and need to track and monitor and report on. So in this case, this resulted really in focus area uh, for the project as being really the emphasis on soil erosion, water quality, greenhouse gas emissions, energy use, and soil carbon. So that's an example of kind of that collaborative effort of working really first and foremost with the farmers uh, in the area to identify what's most important to them. Then some of the partners like dairy processor or it could be you know other businesses or parts of the supply chain and really then synthesizing those into that core group of things that really then the project focuses on in terms of its data collection and data analysis. Now, Lauren, uh, Doug did mention the supply chain, and I know the supply chain collaboration is what earned this initiative, the national honor from the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy. So why is that important and what people, organizations, and agencies really should be brought onto the team for a project? Well, it's not just farmers who have a stake in sustainability. Everyone in the supply chain can benefit from a project together like this because ultimately our customers, those who buy our food products, want to see that everyone is being environmentally, economically, and socially responsible and sustainable. And each partner that we brought together in this project brings value to the project with their resources, the diverse perspectives, and the variety of expertise. And that's what makes it successful. And this project specifically brought together 18 diverse partners. And this sort of collaboration really speaks to a shared commitment to creating sustainable farming and food systems. And we know true sustainability success will only happen if we work together across our industry and throughout the supply chain. Now, before we take a break, I want to take uh, one more question. And again, our guests are Lauren Bry, the Managing Director of Farmers for Sustainable Food, and Doug Thomas, Senior Project Manager at Houston Engineering. And I want really both of you to answer this, but I want to start with you, Doug. Uh, when we talk about you know, some of the challenges you face, maybe you can highlight those plus some of the lessons that were learned. One of the things that I guess we really took away and learned in this effort is the importance of having kind of local staff or conservation professionals that are, you know, in the area, know and work with those farmers to provide assistance. The early stages of projects involve a lot of data collection, mapping of fields, and it really has been just so important to have that local resource professional or local staff person there to really help with that data day back and forth uh, because that really is kind of where most of the energy and the time gets consumed in that kind of first year of a project. So having that is absolutely critical to a project. The other thing that we kind of, I think, learned in that is 
This project uh, that we've been involved in has monthly advisory team meetings. Those are really critical to keep everybody informed. And I think also to make sure that those expectations that each of the partners have are basically continued to be talked about and that there's a common understanding of those expectations. So nobody kind of gets, you know, out in left field or feels that somehow or another, you know, halfway through the projects that uh, their concerns or their expectations are not being met. I'll just echo what Doug said. Having local partners has been really helpful, but also that this, what makes this unique is it's been farmer-led and motivated from the start. We had this awesome partner in the Lafayette Ag Stewardship Alliance and their members really wanting to document the impacts of conservation they're doing on their farms. But a challenge has been making sure we have that support to drive the project and coordinate all these diverse partners in so many moving pieces. And that's really the role that Farmers for Sustainable Food has taken on um, to be that hub and that project coordinator. And I think that it's important for anybody interested in doing this type of project to keep that in mind when setting it up to that it's important to have kind of a point person, point organization to bring everybody together. You're listening to Dairy Stream today. Our focus is on how to start a farm level sustainability projects. Our guests are Lauren Bry, the Managing Director of Farmers for Sustainable Food, and Doug Thomas, Senior Project Manager at Houston Engineering. So far, we've talked about how you establish a project. After we take a break, we'll talk about sharing outcomes and securing support as we continue to share Dairy Stream. And we'll be right back with our Dairy Stream podcast after we hear from our sponsor. The Nature Conservancy is a global conservation organization dedicated to conserving the lands and waters on which all life depends. Guided by science, we create innovative, on-the-ground solutions to our world's toughest challenges so that nature and people can thrive together. In Wisconsin, we help farmers improve soil health and protect clean water while sustaining profitability. We also collaborate with communities, governments, businesses, and other nonprofits to protect Wisconsin's most outstanding natural areas, address climate changes and its impacts, and help make cities more sustainable. To learn more, visit nature.org backslash Wisconsin. Well, thanks for being with us here on Dairy Stream. It's brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. I'm your host, Mike Austin. Today's guests are Lauren Bry, the Managing Director of Farmers for Sustainable Food, and Doug Thomas, Senior Project Manager at Houston Engineering. Uh, we're talking really about how to start a farm level sustainability project. And they really got a very interesting one they've been highlighting during the first half of our podcast. We talked about how they established the project and some of the challenges they faced and lessons they've learned. Now we're gonna talk a little bit more about sharing outcomes and securing support. And Doug, I wanna start with you because this initiative is very much uh, data driven. What management and assessment programs really are being used and how? As you indicated, you know, the project, you know, projects like this are, you know, extremely focused on on data. And that's really because it's an opportunity to really dive into a science-based approach to show how these sustainability metrics and sustainability goals are actually being achieved compared to having just kind of the anecdotal information and stories. And so that really drives the need and the importance of data. A project generally look at, again, this on-farm sustainability metrics. And in this case, we're using the Field to Markets Field Print Platform. It's a nationally recognized tool 
Uh, it measures eight on-farm sustainability metrics, including land use efficiency, uh, soil erosion, uh, water quality impact, soil carbon. Are you growing or gaining you know, carbon in your soil? greenhouse gas emissions, energy use, and biodiversity. And those eight metrics make up that on-farm sustainability. So a farmer that uh, participates, goes through, uh, it allows them to understand in a way that really is quite different than kind of the traditional, well, let's look at just soil erosion, really is kind of showing a whole farm picture and really what's happening field by field across that farming operation. The second area is the local environment. And as I mentioned before, that's kind of, I think, of the lakes, rivers, and streams in an area. We're using a tool uh, developed in the state of Minnesota by the Minnesota Board of Water and Soil Resources, which is called the Prioritized Target Measure Application. Uh, it really is designed to look at establishing a baseline condition for an area. It could be a watershed, it could be a county, it could be a number of townships, but it really starts looking at, well, what are the expected results of phosphorus, sediment, and nitrogen leaving the landscape and reaching those local water resources based on current farming practices. Then it takes the second step and it says, well, let's look at the farmers that are engaged in this area, engaged in the project, and how do we show or demonstrate the benefit of the conservation practices that they've adopted and what is that impact uh, in terms of, uh, you know, does it reduce it by 10%, 20%, or 30% of that load or that phosphorus or sediment, which is reaching those lakes, rivers, and streams. And then the third part of that idea of looking at the local environment, and it's really probably the most fun and exciting part of the sustainability projects, we, get, we have an opportunity to sit down and work with the farmers uh, through a farmer-to-farmer meeting and talk about, well, what are conservation practices that you're interested in? What conservation practices are acceptable and work in your area? And then how do you build an implementation scenario? For example, if they said, well, we'd like to know if we implemented cover crops on 50% of the acres that are suitable for cover crops in our project area, how much phosphorus did that reduce going to that local river? And so that's the really fun part of kind of how we use that data and how we look at that. And then the financial piece, uh, the tool that's being used is a tool developed, again, in the upper Midwest by the University of Minnesota. It's a financial enterprise set of software, and the University of Wisconsin Southwest Technical College is the one that is working with the farmers to collect their information and really give them very detailed crop enterprise budgets and analysis uh, so they can then look at, you know, how is the adoption of conservation practices over the, the long term adding to uh, or impacting the profitability of that farming operation? Well, thanks. Well, it certainly was a very thorough answer, Doug. We appreciate that. It really gave us a, a good idea, not the outline, but how the project really is put together and what elements are used to make it uh, turn out to be the positive that your project certainly was. And I want to get back, though, into the uh, financial aspect of the funding. And, Doug, I want you to add some comments to this, but I want to start with Lauren. Lauren, what type of funding really is available for sustainability projects? 
Well, that's something that we are continuing to explore as we continue our project and start uh, launching some other projects here. But the initial portion of our pilot project has been funded through some grants as well as uh, private sponsorship funding from different companies. So it's really been a combination. It's key to have your partners come to the table and try to secure funding through some different partnerships, but also looking for those grant opportunities that might make sense for your project. It is important to note there are often requirements to provide reports to funders, especially through grant programs. Not only do you do the application, but those reporting requirements, but sometimes private funders also want reports and updates. So just again, it speaks to the importance of having someone on the project to be the point person for fundraising, you know, managing the budget, and then also reporting um, to those funders. And Doug, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, as a water resources and environmental services consultant, uh, we work with a lot of clients on helping identify grant opportunities or funding opportunities for projects. My advice is, you know, talk to your local resource professionals. It could be the Natural Resources Conservation Service staff, your Soil and Water Conservation District. Uh, There's a lot of folks out there that are familiar with various funding streams that are available through their organizations, and they can be very helpful in identifying and really assisting in preparing and submitting those funding requests through those places that, you know, offer and have financial assistance available for these types of projects. Our dairy stream today is focusing in on how to start a farm-level sustainability project. Our guests are Doug Thomas, the Senior Project Manager at Houston Engineering, and Lauren Bly, Managing Director of Farmers for Sustainable Food. And Lauren, I want to come back to you because obviously we've talked about putting the right pieces to the puzzle together and putting together an organization. But again, from your perspective, what recommendations do you really have for groups to stay organized? It speaks to the importance of having that point person or team to stay on track and bringing diverse partners together will help you find that organization or that support system. And Farmers for Sustainable Food is the organization that's helping coordinate this pilot project and the others uh, that we have in the pipeline with uh, farmer-led groups and some individual farmers and uh, food companies. So just if you are a group that is interested in doing a sustainability project, please reach out to us at Farmers for Sustainable Food or look in your local community. Uh, Maybe that's your Natural Resources Conservation Service, as Doug mentioned, uh, a company like Houston Engineering. Um, But it's just important to ask for help and seek that coordinating type of organization that can help oversee everything as part of the project. And Doug, what advice do you have for putting the outcomes together? We've mentioned before, there's an awful lot of data that's collected. There's an awful lot of information. The tools that are available can really provide many, many ways in which we look at this idea of outcomes. And I think the, my really the advice is work with the farmers. Uh, they're key to this. As Lauren said, these are farmer-led initiatives. They're the focal point of it. It's their farming operations that are being looked at and ways in which they can look at and see and talk about sustainability and really opportunities for improvement or enhancement over time. And so I think the key piece of advice is really making sure that you always go back and work with the farmers to find out what's most important to them. And then really you base your outcomes and your analysis to get to those outcomes uh, really around that as the primary focus. Other partners are important and then you can kind of expand once you understand. I think those 
primary outcomes that the farmers themselves are looking for in a project. And then you expand it uh, into some secondary outcomes based on the other partners. The other piece of advice is really make sure you're starting off knowing you have access to that local conservation professional or consultant that really is going to help you analyze and report out those outcomes because there's just an awful lot of information there and being clear about it and having somebody who knows how to work with, understands, and can do that analysis is really key to then at the end of it, having those outcomes reported in a way that they're meaningful. On today's edition of Dairy Stream, uh, we've really been focusing on how to start a farm-level sustainability project. And during the second half of our podcast, we said we were going to talk about securing support and sharing outcomes. So, Lauren, on that topic, when you achieve and track the outcomes of these on-farm conservation practices, really, what is the strategy for sharing them? In particular, I want to know, you know, who do you talk about and, you know, how? We want to share the results of these projects as broadly as we can. Some of that may be up to the farmers as part of the project, but in the instance of our pilot project, it's important to that group and the partners in the project that we share our results really far and wide. And that's not only through the supply chain and all of the project partners, but with the local community in the area that the farmers are managing their land. We're helping farmers build those connections in their neighborhoods and talk about the work that they're doing and the impact it's having um, on the environment. But it's also beyond that. It's with our legislators, not only in your local community, but all the way up to the federal level. It's with end customers, not just your dairy plant, but, you know, those companies that buy products from the dairy plant. It's with our customers in the grocery store. We're really trying to reach anyone and everyone to talk about the impact of this project. And really, it's also important to think about all the different channels you can use to talk about it, not only face-to-face, but how are we going to reach people through print media, digital, social, um, radio, podcasts, etc. We're really trying to use as many platforms as we can to get the word out about the great work that these farmers are doing. Yeah, that's an excellent point. There certainly are a lot of channels of communications that you can use, and obviously it sounds like you are using, plus, as you said, the target audience is much bigger than just the initial groups and that you really are expanding your targets, which I'm sure has gotten the message out. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the message we've had today. Our guests have been, you just heard Lauren Bryan, the Managing Director of Farmers for Sustainable Food, and also on hand is Doug Thomas, Senior Project Manager at Houston Engineering. And I have one question for you both. Uh, Doug, I want to start with you because I'm sure we piqued the interest of some farmers through this podcast today and say, hmm, what if I want to start a sustainability project? So if you don't mind, Doug, and then Lauren, you can add your opinions as well. What final pieces of advice would you have for those farmers that would, you know, want to be involved in starting a sustainability project like the ones that you've been helping out with? First and foremost is once uh, once that project has started in kind of the in its initial stages, making sure that you really pull together then have that advisory team of those stakeholders, whether it's crop advisors, uh, local conservation professionals, the processors, find those people in the project area in the community that support agriculture and really engage them in a stakeholder process because they have a lot to offer and I think they can also really you know help pitch in and get some of that work done that needs to be done. Uh, The other one is I think it's just important for people to know the first year gets messy with all of the data collection, but want to assure people that once you get into year two or year three, it gets a lot easier 
uh, in those subsequent efforts uh, and years. And then lastly, I think it's really making sure you have someone that help you tell the story. And Lauren just talked about that. And uh, Farmers for Sustainable Food has been really front and center in helping tell the story around these sustainability projects, whether it's through the press, through social media, or all of the, the platforms that are available. So those are probably the three kind of pieces of advice that I would kind of end with here today. Well, thank you for that, Doug. And what about you, Lauren? Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Just reach out to your local trusted advisors to get some support for doing a project. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And then, of course, download our framework for farm-level sustainability projects at FarmersForSustainableFood.com and reach out to us at Farmers for Sustainable Food if you need some help. Excellent insights. And again, that is FarmersForSustainableFood.com. Again, we're glad we had a conversation today with Lauren Bry, Managing Director of Farmers for Sustainable Food, and Doug Thomas, Senior Project Manager at Houston Engineering. I commend you both. I think we started today with a blank canvas, but you both did a great job of painting in detail a great picture of what really it takes to start a farm-level sustainability project and then how to share outcomes and secure support. Now, you've enjoyed listening to this podcast as well. I always enjoy the company of Joanna Guzzo, who does such a great job in editing and producing our podcast. So we thank her for that. And I want to again thank you for listening to hear about some opportunities and really some of the great things that have been done to start a farm level sustainability project and how the ingenuity of others are making not only dairy, but agriculture itself more sustainable. I'm Mike Austin. Thanks for listening to Dairy Stream. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, just email us, podcast at dairyforward.com.